This is the Bob McCowan Podcast brought to you by Bet Rivers. Download the Bet Rivers online casino and sportsbook app today with uh, John Shannon. It is uh, trade deadline time. Yeah, eight days hockey. before the deadline. Eight days right now. Uh, lots of deals have happened so far. Have there been more, do you think, pre-deadline than usual? I tell you what, there have been bigger deals, Bob. That's the thing. Yeah. That, that's the impressive part. Uh, you know, when you think of the Tarasenko deal and the O'Reilly deal, those are those are big deals. And I think it's a huge advantage for a team like the New York Rangers to to have a Tarasenko. He's going to play 11 games extra for the Rangers to help their team get ready for the playoffs. 11, that's a lot of hockey. Yep. It should make some kind of difference. I'd be making trades now. Well, I was wondering whether you, whether the trade deadline is is too late. Do you think? Yeah, but it's it's a collectively bargained day days after, before the end of the regular season. So I know. Well, one of the factors in here too is trade is uh, is the salary cap. Yep. And uh, the guy we're going to talk to has uh, has some issues with that. I'm sure he would like to make some trades, but uh, the cap is uh, an obstacle for Ken Holland of the Edmonton Oilers, and he will join us right after this. Hi, this is Bob McCowan for BetRivers.com. Hey, if you're looking for a sports book or casino app, you should check out the BetRivers Sports and Casino app today. Play all of your favorite casino games for real money anywhere and anytime. Plus, get in the action with each sports game with hundreds of sports betting options and get ready to feel like a VIP because you'll earn both loyalty level points and bonus store points on every real money wager you make. You must be 19 plus available in Ontario only. Please play responsibly. If you have questions or concerns about your gambling or someone close to you, contact Connex Ontario at one 866 531 2600 or speak to an advisor free of charge betrivers.com and shannon back with you uh we are with uh the president general manager of the uh edmonton oilers ken holland is uh with us you've been through so many of these trade deadlines is this one any different than any other ken no, I think it's, you know, I've probably been through 20, 20 something. So <laughs> it's all bit similar. Obviously, there's a deadline coming. And, uh, um, you know, I think you decide if you're a buyer or a seller. And our hope is that uh, I'm going to be able to do something here to uh, uh, improve our team a little bit. Is this, is this kind of like uh, Groundhog Day then? Well, I think every yes and no. Uh, yes, because it's, you know, it's the same, it all works the same, but no, because, you know, there's different people might, might've been buyers that I've talked to in the past. Now there's sellers and, you know, obviously there's different, uh, you know, different players. So yes, yes and no. I mean, it's, it's, it's similar. It's all the same. It all operates the same. Um, I, there's a reason why there's a trade center on March the 3rd, because, a large majority of the deals will happen on that day. Some things might happen uh, in advance. It's kind of a similar situation uh, every year, but obviously there's, the, the names are, are different. Yeah. Now I assume, um, you know, we, we, we see a trade when it's uh, a fancy, a trade when it's consummated, when it's done, but a lot goes into it. 
How many times have you made a trade when the first proposal was the one you took? Like how many times would you pick up the phone and call a general manager or have a GM, another GM call you and say, we'll give you this for this. And you say, okay. I would say never. Now, maybe, you know, maybe there's a second call, but, but rarely, you know, rarely these, these are leading up to the trade deadline. There's multiple conversations with, with multiple managers. And if you're, if there's some common interest, You'll have many conversations, and whether you're a buyer or a seller, it doesn't matter. You're you you identify sure. a bunch of different teams, managers <clears throat> that are that are maybe interested in the same player, whether you're buying that player or you're selling that player, and um, you eventually work your way down to when the decision is now. So rarely, Bob. Would, would would you rather be in a like Chris Drury made his big deal for Tarasenko? And he got 11 games before the deadline with that player. Um, that has to be more advantageous, doesn't it? Yeah, probably. Yeah, the more the more games, the better. Probably, yes. But but so so why wait until March the third? Or it, what, what's the process that says, well, why can't we do one today? Well, I think first off, deadlines usually. You guys are in business. Deadlines usually. Um, are are reasons why people make decisions um that's that's number one um i think number two you've probably got a, a group of teams that are still not sure where they, they want to play three or four more games and a three or four more game winning streak or a three or four game losing streak might determine you know you look at the the the, the western conference i think 73 is number one overall 65 is ninth uh i think 63 is is, is tenth you've got you got eight or nine, nine or ten teams within with eight, eight to ten points. So, um, you know, you, you play more games to see where you, where you, where you, where, where you fit. And ultimately, John, it takes two to make a deal. Mm. You can want to do a deal ten days ago, but it takes you. you the other side's got to want to make the same deal. When do you decide, I mean, obviously you are in acquisition mode uh, as opposed to, you know, you're not getting rid of players. You, you don't have a bad team. But at what point during the year do you try and make that decision as to where you where you are and what, what you need? Well, Bob, basically in the month of January, um, every team has what's called, I would say, midwinter organizational meetings in in preparation for the upcoming uh, trade deadline, you know, and right. whether, whether, you know, somewhere between four to six weeks in advance. And, and, and you now start the process probably at that point in time, the standings obviously dictate, you know, everybody looks at the standings and, you know, they obviously dictate the, the, the decisions. So there's still lots of time between those meetings and the trade deadline for things to go in the opposite direction you know, and maybe if you're on the bubble, you you have conversations about what are we going to do if we're going to buy? What do we what do we need? Well, we're going to sell. Who are we going to sell? And you do all, all those internal conversations at that point in time. We did ours, I think, uh, around the January 20th, uh, sometime in that, you know, the third week in January. And that really is probably the beginning of of the process. And I think it probably is for most teams. So, so you have a draft list for your amateur guys. Uh, would you have a draft? Would you have a list in order of, of guys that play in the NHL that you covet right now? Would there be that list one to ten or one to twenty? Yeah, 
you know, obviously, it, obviously, it, you know, it can change. I mean, it, it, if you go to games right now and you go into press boxes, right. you know, somebody was one of our guys was in a press box the other night at a game and said it was, you know, loaded with pro scouts. Um, so, you know, there's people are still out scouting because you're you're evaluating players or as, if you're looking at somebody you want to have you want to have more 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 looks but yes yeah i mean do you do, do you have lists yeah and rankings and ratings and priority people and things that you'd like to accomplish uh yes i assume and maybe wrongly that the first step is to address positionally what you want to change like do we need a center do we need a winger do we need a defenseman do we have to get goaltending like those, is that the first step, and then you start looking at individuals that may be available? Correct. Yeah, you're, you're, you're yeah. I mean, you, you look at your team, you know, in those, in those meetings in January, and you, you think, you know, we'd like to have a little more scoring, or we'd right. like to have something on on the back end, or boy, if we could have a third line center, or or you know, our PK isn't good enough, and somebody that can win some draws in the penalty kill, and and be a penalty killer you you know you go through all that that list and and then you start to um you know go through you know if you want forwards or centermen you start to then 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 you know we go through the other you know you go through your own team mm-hmm. and then you go through the other 31 teams and obviously of those 31 teams some of them you, again you look at the standings and whoever's number 1 in the national hockey league if you think you're going to you're looking to add to your team you got a pretty good idea. I'll probably touch base with those teams, but the reality is it's going to be a quick conversation because they are doing the same thing that you're doing. They're they're looking. They're either hang, keeping their players or they're looking to maybe add to what they've got going. So you you now start to make calls. I as a manager start to make calls, and you start to identify. Or you know, some team will tell me in you know first of February, a month in advance. Well, you know, we're not sure what we're doing, but if we do do something, we might you know we. Might, if we win a bunch, we're we're going to do this. If we not, we we might move this player, might move that player, and and then you you send out your people to go watch those teams and and just make sure that you're on top when it's time to make a decision. That you, I have all the information um, necessary to you know you know I talk to my analytics people and you know they do they do reports and about players on other teams so that when it's time to come to make a decision, you've got all the necessary information. And went through the and went through the the whole the process. What kind of situation do you have to be in to acquire a rental player, a guy that you're only going to get for the balance of the season because he's a free agent or whatever? Do you have to be in contention? Do you have to feel like you have a chance to well, win I, it all? Well, I don't know win it all, but you know, I, I, I think it's getting more. I mean, you look at the Western Conference, Bob. Like I just said. Yeah. You know, first overall in the West has 73 points, I think eight to 67. Exactly. So it, it would appear to me, based on the standings, that anybody that makes the playoffs in the West could represent the West in the Stanley Cup Finals. I mean, Fair they're, enough. they're that close in the standings. So, so you, you know, you look at the standings, you know, obviously the East is more, obviously Boston's on a historic run that might set the all-time record. So the, the, the difference between the number one team in terms of points in the East and and the and the and the and and the eighth ninth team is is going to be is going to be far greater than it is in the Western Conference. So you know I think you, you sometimes you're doing things and maybe you don't think you can 
you know, when I was in, I've only been here for three trade deadlines in Edmonton. One, one was a pandemic, so it's really been two trade deadlines. You know, when I was in Detroit, sometimes you're 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 doing something to, you know, you, you'd like to win a. Where are you in the Where are you in your cycle? You, you know what mm -hmm. I'm saying? Like, you know, not all 32 teams believe they can win the Stanley Cup. That's their eventual goal to build that way. So, but maybe you're maybe you're making the playoffs and you want to you want to try to win a round or two to to kind of, you know. Um, so your players experience, so it's good for your organization. It's good for your fans so that you, that, you know, certainly Edmonton Oilers going to the final four last year and going through a playoff series with LA and a playoff series with Calgary and, and then a playoff series with Colorado. Those are all stepping stones um, to, to the teams that to one day winning, you know, the Colorado won the Stanley cup last year and, you know, previous years experiences probably factored in, to them winning that Stanley Cup. So, you know, I, I don't think you, sometimes you're not just doing something because you want to win the Stanley Cup. Some teams, mm. yes. Some teams are saying, I don't know, the final four is their Stanley Cup. It depends. You have to you have to have a, you know, look at your team and evaluate what's a realistic expectation of your of your team. Well, where are you in your cycle then, Kenny? Well, I think our hope is to compete for the Stanley Cup. We went to the final four last year. Um you know, obviously, our our teams in the prime of their of, in the prime of their uh, of their careers. So, what does that mean for this deadline? Does this does that mean you're? Is that one player? Is that two? Or is that how how do you? Well, I mean, I, that? You know, not, now, 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 that's one part of the piece of the puzzle, right? You know, then the next piece is the salary cap. Right. Yeah. Unfortunately, there's a salary cap in this league. You know, in in terms of say, unfortunately, I mean, that's in jest. Uh, you know, there's a salary cap and then, and then there's a salary cap and we're in long-term IR, uh, which I don't, you know, to some people it's, you know, there's a way different in being at the, at the, at the trade deadline um, in LTI or not in LTI. You know, when you're in LTIR, we're dollar in dollar out. When you're not, you can accrue space. So, you know, if you had a, a couple of million dollars at the start of the season that you didn't use, and, and you're not an LTIR, that's worth probably an, a, a face value contract of, you know, $8 million. When you're an LTIR, it's worth a face value of $2 million. So, mm -hmm. you know, we're an LTIR and we have been for the last couple of years because of, you know, cleft bomb. And if you look at what we did last year at the deadline, um, we took on um, Kulak, who was making a, a million eight. Montreal cut him in half to 900. Out went Lagason, I think it was eight something. And was basically, you know, contract for you know money for money and we had a wee little bit left over we brought in Derek Broussard so I'm um, you know obviously um got to try to be creative um but certainly um you know if we're going to do anything with significance we have to move we have to move you know whatever money we're moving in we have to move out but certainly I'm going to I'm going to exploring all options all avenues you know talking to teams to see what we what we can do so there's there's multiple layers to what happens for any team between now and next Friday? So la last weekend, Friday uh, against the Rangers and Sunday against Colorado, you blow leads. Does that exacerbate what you think you need, or do you have? Uh, Cliff Fletcher used to always tell me, "We never do anything emotionally after a loss." Well, those two were very must have been very frustrating for you. I, well, I guess Did I that change. You, Bob, I guess I would say to you, Bob, I'm watching the league. It's a league of blowing leads. Yeah. Yeah, I don't know if you're watching the standings. I watched the game last night. There was three nothing Dallas, ended up four three Chicago. 
So <laughs> you know, it's it's a league of it's a it's a league of blow. That's the beauty of the league now. It's it's because of all the rules and and uh, you know the skill and the mentality and the mindset. It's 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 I you know we I was at the managers meetings in November and and, and way more lead changes than have gone on in a long long time. So you know it's 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 a league of blowing leads and you know two nothing and three nothing is 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 not what it was ten years ago and I think that's good for the league. It's good for the fans. So you know, am I disappointed? Am I? But how do you manage your emotions in those scenarios, Kenny? Well, I, I've been at it for twenty five years. I'm not a fan. I mean, I, you know, certainly I understand, you know, I understand, you know, you know, I'm a fan of other sports and when you're not, when you're not in it, you, you have these emotional roller coasters. And I think right. when you're, you have to, you have to be, like you said, you got to realize that the game's over. You're jumping on a plane or you're coming to the rink and you're practicing. There's another game the next day and there's another game and this goes on for six months. And if you're going to be all, uh, 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 you, you know, you got you, obviously the coaching staff have, uh, you know, they're, they're looking at video and talking to players and and you're doing everything you can to make sure it doesn't doesn't happen again. But, you know, as you as you watch the league, there's 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 lots of um, lead changes and teams can't protect leads. And I think that's the beauty of the league now. So I think, you know, from from a general manager's perspective, from a coach's perspective, um, I mean, I. I Obviously, with two games in a row, three nothing against the Rangers Friday and three nothing in Colorado on Sunday. And now I, I thought that probably, you know, Philadelphia the, the other day was a real, you know, it was a real tight checking, low shots, you know. And and I think that probably our players, our team, we were we were focused on we you can't give up, you know, we we didn't want to give up five four five six again. Um, you know, Philly was playing a real good road game, so you know you make adjustments. The, the the players that the team the staff they make adjustments you know I watch I mean I I talk to the coach on an everyday basis I'm in the coaching room I meet with them um, and then you know you 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 just go along and I, again I don't know that you can get all emotional you have to go through has to whatever decisions you make have to be based on valid information and not not emotion so during this process say January on. I'm assuming you have, you know, whether it's in writing or otherwise, a list of guys that you have no interest in trading. And it may be five guys, it may be 10, it may be 15 guys. Or just two. It may just be two in the case of Edmonton. <laughs> but um, but you have a list of guys that, you know, you're not going to, there's no conversation. Then you have a list of guys that you would trade. So how many times over the years has does does that list change? Does somebody call you, make you some kind of an offer or suggest, imply something that is for one of your guys that was on your list of, oh, we're not getting rid of him. And it turns out to be a deal. Can you remember any? Um, you remember a player was on my list or off the list and, and, and switched during the season? Well, yeah, that, that that you said, you know, in your mind, we're not trading this guy. This is not, this is a guy who's not, not for sale, but somebody came along and said, what about this for this? And you went, oh, well, you know what? That works. Have you ever had that kind of situation? Um, well, I, I think that would happen, Bob. Let's say you, you know, let's say you're, you're comfortably in the playoffs at Christmas time. And all of a sudden, you know, the next six weeks you, you start to spiral 
Um, you know, you got maybe a player on your list that you said, I'm not trading. Well, all of a sudden, maybe things, things, things change, but I, I, I don't think that that happens. Um, not very often anyway. No, too, too often. And, you know, I mean, yeah, the other thing you have to, again, because of the pandemic, what's the salary cap gone? 80.5, 81.5, yeah. 82.5, 83.5. It's getting tighter and tighter and tighter and tighter and tighter for everybody. You know, maybe there's, maybe there's maybe a third of the teams, you know, have got, you know, they're, they're going into either rebuild or they're doing some things. They've got some salary cap space, but, but there's, you know, half to two thirds of the teams are, are, are tight. So, you know, many times when you're, when you are talking, you know, now's the, now's the buyer seller time, but if you do, you know, more so, I guess in the off season, you know, probably the draft time, the week of the draft is when you you have legitimate conversations about hockey trades, mm-hmm. um, you know. But 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 you're gonna a lot of that talk will be centered around dollars, um, you know, cap, and then and then as you work your way towards, you know, the trade deadline in, in February or March or whatever it is, um, now you got the buyer and the seller and the teams that are true space, and now you know those teams are looking, the sellers are looking to move players out that they doesn't look like they're going to resign. They either don't, don't want to resign or they, they've, they've engaged in negotiations and, and it looks like they can't resign them. So they want to get futures. Um, and those are the two big periods. Obviously it's, it's, it's draft week and it's, it's leading up to the, uh, to the trade deadline. But, but, but in, in a world right now where, where the cap has, has gotten tighter and tighter and tighter and tighter for every, because the cap doesn't, has, has moved very small the last four years. So is, is there an, an inevitability, Kenny, of seeing more three-way deals like we saw with the O'Reilly situation where, you know, Kyle had to get somebody to take some money and, 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 and do something in order to make the deal possible is, and is that, is that easier to do in the off season as opposed to right now? No, more so right now. Uh, just because you know those teams that have cap space, you know they're it's it's an opportunity to take on a little bit of money for the rest of this year. Um, we're out of it. Uh, we got some cap space. We're gonna be we're gonna be the, the middle team. We'll get a bit of a draft pick, and we'll get to the end of the year. We'll regroup. You know, we get right. the cap space opened up again, and we 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 start from from the beginning all all over again. So, you know, in the summertime, nobody, I don't even know if it's ever happened. You know, everybody goes into the summertime, you know, starting with when the season is over, whenever your season's over, whether you've missed the playoffs or you go to the finals at some point in time thereafter, you sit with what I'm talking about. You do in January, you do that all over in April and May. But but as, as you go into April and May leading up to, again, the draft and July 1st free agency, Everybody's got hopes, you know, and the hopes are we can build a team and we're going to compete for for a a playoff spot. Other than maybe maybe a few teams that are, are really committed to a rebuild, which is going to take multiple multiple years. But you know, there's and then and then the standings. I get back to again the standings tell you in January and February what what your what your you know in the standings. But you might be you might be two points out of a playoff spot, and you might decide you know what I'm not selling, I'm not buying. It's it's more important to hang on to our players and to try to play our way in, but I don't want to I don't want to supplement it with 
with draft picks or you do or you don't. I don't. Those are the, those are the decisions that every organization goes through. Yeah. So you're a guy that does the standings every day, does the scores every day. You always have a good number. What do you, what's, what, what number is going to win the West and what number is going to get you in the playoffs? Uh, in the West, I mean, it looks like to win the West, you got to be a little bit into the hundreds. I don't, I don't, I can't remember what, the, what led the West last year. I think we had 104 points last yeah. year where we fourth or fifth, the, I think what, obviously Colorado had a hundred and they, they, they were second. I think the president's trophy winner was Florida. I think Colorado had 118, 16, 17, 18. Right. So doesn't look like, like, uh, anybody in the West, uh, you know, you've got 70, 73 as number one with about 25 games to go. So, you know, if somebody goes on a roll and wins 20 out of 25, that's 40 plus 70. It's 100. And I think, you know, the highest is going to be 110, but probably 20 and five is a bit much down the stretch with everybody so close. So, you know, probably 105, 106, 107 points to be the, the number one seed in the West. And probably eighth is going to be, you know, 95 to to 98. So you think, you, you think it's, it still could be that high uh, to, I'm giving, to be a I'm wild giving, card? I'm giving you the limits. Right? Yeah, yeah. Do I think someone can go twenty and five right now? The way everybody doesn't in the West, it doesn't look like it no. because the, the, you know. But 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 you know, somebody gets somebody gets hot. I think I think if you got twenty five games to go, you're probably looking at you're hoping to go fifteen, seventeen, and eight. You know, it's thirty four points, and and if you seventy three is number one, and thirty four that's one hundred and seven. So I think that's that's possible. Um, so I think I think you're looking at one hundred and five to one hundred and eight points is going to win. 105 to 110 points is going to win the West. And I think to be in the eighth spot, you got to be probably 95 to, to hundred and looks to me like it's going to be a photo finish, you know, for, for, yeah. for to, to make the playoffs and to, you know, whether you're, whether you're second or third, it looks like there's going to be this, this these races for, are going to go right down to the last weekend in the West. Given that Kenny, uh, that you, you know, you've talked to, uh, about how close everything is in the West. I would assume there are your perception would be that there are less sellers uh, right now, that more teams are looking to acquire players. Now that doesn't mean that trade can't be de- can't well, be done. But. Those numbers, you might be right, Bob, but a seller might be selling three or four players. Yeah. Right? So one buyer might be looking for one player. I got it. But one seller might be set, might be be prepared to move three to four players. So, it's 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 so someone can say, well, there's one buyer and there's one seller. Well, that's not really true because the seller is is has got multiple has got multiple players. So it depends on it, it it depends on the the sellers. Are they just selling one player? Are they open to selling more than more than one player? Mm. So the buyers and and in in terms of the buyers. You know, if you had two players at the deadline, you know, some teams, you know, there's a couple of deals that went on. They added two players in the same deal. So there's going to be some one player deals and there's going to be some, some two player deals. So, you know, like probably it's 1.5, you know, what are they, what, what is there? I'd have to go, I'd have to do what, 20 to 25 players get traded every year at the deadline. So, About that. you know, probably what's 1.5, you know, there's, there's 16 teams in the playoffs you know, it's, it's 1.5 players per team. Some teams do nothing. Some teams get one player and some teams get two players. The odd team, the odd year, somebody might get three or four, but it's, you know, that's sort of the numbers. It's 20 to 25 players get moved. Some years it's 15 to 20 and 
some years it's a big year. You might have 25 to 30 players get moved. But but I, I would say to you, it's probably on average 1.5 or of the 16 teams that make the playoffs. I think if you said it's 1.5, you'd you'd over over a period of time, you'd be in the ballpark. Gotcha. Listen, we're uh, halfway done. We'll take a break and come back. Ken Holland is with us. Back after this. When was the last time everyone agreed on what's for dinner? You want Chinese food, they want pizza, and someone is always craving Froyo. Well, there's something for everyone on DoorDash. Ordering is easy. Open up the DoorDash app, choose what you want from where you want, and your items will be left safely outside your door with our default contactless delivery setting. For a limited time, our listeners can get 25% off and zero delivery fees on their first order of $15 or more when you download the DoorDash app and enter code BOBCAST23. That's 25% off, up to $10 in value, and zero delivery fees on your first order when you download the DoorDash app in the App Store and enter code BOBCAST23. Don't forget, that's code BOBCAST23 for 25% off of your first order with DoorDash. Subject to change, terms apply. Ken Holland, I guess, on the road with his hockey club, uh, joins us uh, to chat a little bit. Look, the big name rumor, I, and we've gone 20 minutes here and, and not talked about, has been um, Carlson uh, as a possible acquisition by the Edmonton Oilers. Now, this is a guy who is a, a significant talent, but he's also got a significant salary, and he has control over where he goes. And there's these are this is a factor that you can't do anything about. But does it make sense for a team like yours to get somebody as high profile? I mean, not saying that he isn't good, but he's a very high profile guy with a big salary. Does it make sense to even make that pursuit? Well, I mean, obviously, Bob, I can't talk about specific players. That's illegal. Right. Uh, I, I, I would just say this. You know, I feel as a general manager of an NHL team, I'm sure we all feel the same way. We have an obligation um, a responsibility to, you know, talk to everybody or most everybody leading up to the trade deadline and um, have conversations about what other teams are thinking, what they're, what they're doing. And, and, and then, and then internally, you know, going through a process to decide what you do or you don't want to do. I've been at it a long time. Mm -hmm. This is the rumor mill season. I mean, there's yeah. you guys have, you, I get it. I say the media has, they got to fill space. Maybe you got to, and, and, and sometimes and I've been around a long time and sometimes there's rumors and the, 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 the media is onto something and sometimes there's rumors and I've, I've never, uh, you know, it'd be rumors about the Detroit Red Wings or rumors about the Edmonton orders on the manager. And maybe it was one conversation in passing and all of a sudden something, it, it, they grab a life for the life for their own. So, Right. This is this is the rumor mill season, and I would say to you when you're when you're following the rumors, you know there's 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 some credibility to some rumors, and there's probably little to no credibility to to other rumors. Right. I'm uh, wondering uh, the the Edmonton Oilers of the past. You know when this team when this organization was was truly great was an offensive juggernaut. I mean you you know you talk about Grant Fuhrer and the goaltending and whatever you can say whatever you want. And yes, they had some great defensemen, but this team won Stanley Cups because they were an offensive machine. You have 
what, two of the or the two highest scoring forwards in the National Hockey League right now. You know, and you and have the best a, power play and the best part. Yeah, you, I mean, there's a number of things that suggest you are not that far away from that. As a general manager, do you look at your team and say, we are this, let's be as good at that as we can be? Or do you look at it and say, okay, we need, you know, we can score, we need defensive help? Because the latter is the position I think most general managers appear to take. This is what we need. Let's go and get this rather than we are this. Let's be as good at that as we can possibly be. What's your take on that? Well, I mean, those are all the things we talk about at our internal meetings, you know, mm-hmm. uh, just what you've said. Um, you know, I, I can give you, I can give you, you know, you, both sides. Like, till you play the games, there's 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 a case for 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 both sides. I certainly think that it, at the end, you know, you got to be able to keep the puck out of your net. Defense wins championships. Um, you know, you you know, you look at five on five scoring. I think we're then. This was last week. We were eighth and five on five scoring. I don't know. You know, I think we're number one in the league in goals scored. Certainly, our power play has has been you know taking us from eighth and five on five to. To first, uh, we I think we have four of the top fifteen or sixteen scorers in the National Hockey League. Nugent Hopkins just set a career high in points the other day, and uh, and and Zach Hyman. And you know, so we've got you know we're, we've got you've got scoring. Yeah, the yeah. good news is we're not certainly there's certainly there's a focus on Connor and Leon, and and, and deservedly so. Um, but I feel, you know, with the, the year new, like it's, so now there's four in the top 15. So you, right. you know, there's more, there's more, you know, there's more, there's more, there's more people pitching in because, you know, certainly when you get into a playoff series and it's the round of 16 and then round of eight and then the round of four, and then you get to the Stanley cup finals. And fortunately I've been to the finals six times with teams that, you know, starts to get harder and harder. It's, it's, it's hard to make the playoffs and, you know, you're playing, you start your, every time you went around, you're playing against a team that's better than the team team before so you know and when you've got some weaknesses to your game eventually those other teams the, the good are going to find that and expose it so um it's it's uh so yeah so do we talk about all that yeah can i make a case to go in either direction yeah i, I think ideally you'd like to play uh you know we are scoring. We are scoring goals. You know, and that's not even including Evander Kane, who really, you know, I don't know how many games Evander's played for. Twenty something. You know, he was mm-hmm. went down there in uh, in November, and you know now we've shut him down here for a couple of weeks. To he's he's dinged up again. You know, so we got to get. We need to get Evander up and running here down the stretch because he had a, a massive impact on our team last year. I think he scored thirteen goals in fourteen playoff games. Or yeah, he did. You know, it was on pace for something like that. Goals, so he can have a big you know, big impact on our, on our, on our, on our team. So well, I think that's what I mean, Kenny, you know, you've yeah. got, you've got a great offensive machine go, uh, and, and, you know, the sense is okay. Oh, the and I was going to ask Bob, Bob, one thing. I mean, I was looking sure. at, with the coaching staff here last week and, you know, we were looking at 29, uh, my first year here in 1920, you know, our, our, our goal differential um, when Connor and Leon are not on the ice, I think we were minus 29 my first year here okay. well, today, today this year we're plus 14 you mm-hmm. know that's a f- over three years of, of, you know it's 
the 40 goal swing and there's still 30, you know, 25 games to go. So, you know, we're getting, you know, we're getting some, you know, contributions, you know, from the, the lower part of the roster, you know, um, greater, far greater than we did three, three years ago. You know, part of that is probably, you know, the growth of some of the younger players on our team and, you know, and, and some other, some other people. So, you know, so that, that's your offense. Now, obviously we've, we've probably given up too many goals. I don't know we're we're 25th or 20. We're in the twenties and goals against, mm -hmm. we had a, we were playing really well in goals against, uh, you know, from Christmas time until last Saturday in, in Ottawa. And then, and then we, we had a tough week last week, you know, we gave up six in Montreal. We gave up, uh, four in regulation you know shootout goal but four 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 goals in 65 minutes against Detroit four goals in 65 minutes against the Rangers and then we give up six with the overtime goals so it's six four four six you know that's what 20 goals in four games so that's why I said you know the other night I, I call it a muddy track it was you know against Philly it was a mud it was a muddy track you know we probably wanted to make it a muddy track and they wanted to make it a muddy track there on the road um you know we've been but when you know, the game when we when we gave up four, we scored four. So um, you, you, you certainly want to keep the puck out of your net. You know, you, it's it's hard to think you're going to win five four, one or you know four out of seven times right. in a best seven series. You're going to have to win some games two to one and three to two. But but what I, again, what I liked is for about a 15, 16, 17 game span. I think I think I had counted there up until last Saturday in in in, in August, something like eleven out of seventeen games from Christmas. Right. on giving up two goals or less in regulation you know and then and then obviously again last week was a tough week so uh you know we started out we gave up two the other night to philly and tonight we're in pittsburgh and columbus we'll see how we we we, we go we we go along but you know obviously yes so that that's going to factor into my thinking as we head to the to the trade deadline so so you need a defenseman more than you need a depth forward well i I guess if you go, yeah, I guess if you can, you can make, you could, you could make all that, but you also got to, you know, it's not like I'm going to a hockey store, Bob, and, and I can say, you know, I'm going to look at the shelf and uh, there's a, there's a, there's a shelf there that says defensive defenseman. And then I got to see, you know, and there's defensive defenseman at this price, that price, that price, that price. And I got to figure out the price like the, 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 that, that, the, you know, or a fantasy league, you know, where you go, you, you pick and drop, you know, right. I, I don't, I'm not in that league. So, so you, 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 you've got, we'd like to do this, but maybe there's only so many of that. And, and, and if there's not, a, there's not a, there's not a, there's not a fit. And then you're an LTI and maybe you've got to move them some money. And they say, well, I don't want to take any money. Well, I can do a deal over here because it's clean. I can just get futures. And I, I, I drop money because, you know, I was in Detroit the last three years and um, you know, I was a seller. And right. one of the things that you like to do as a seller, ideally, ideally is, you know, save your, your company, save your, your organization some money. You'd like to move some contracts and save that, you know, that one quarter of whatever that player makes and push it somewhere else. But if you've got to take some money in return and that's your only deal and it's a wash, well, that might factor into the cost, right? So, so it, it, not to beat a dead horse here, how, when you when you're sitting this week and next trying to do this, getting your team to the Stanley Cup final. Is there a percentage you have to think, well, I have to worry about next year? Is this an all-in year or is it, or do you have to start to think, well, if I do that, it's going to affect what I do you know, 18 months from now or two well, months or two years from now when I sign, when I have, let's, Leon's contract's coming up sooner than you think. 
And so that how much of an influence does that happen to things when you when well, you have well, to discuss them? Well, first off, Bob, there are no guarantees. Right. There are no guarantees. You can, you know, um, uh, in, in, in Boston, might, but, but in the previous 16 years, okay, and, I, and this year's a new year, but in the previous 16 years, there's 16 President's Trophy winners. Yeah. Two won the cup. Two. Okay, two out of 16. So what am I like? There are no guarantees. And like, there are no, you got to do it on the, you're, I got to do it. You got to, you do got to do it on, you got to do it on the, you got to, that's the beautiful, that's the beauty. I think that's the diff, you know, the, the beauty of the Stanley cup playoffs is when you get in, you know, because there's a goalie and, you know, there's an, you know, and then, you know, injuries and the way we play the games, you know, how hard they are and injuries are, you lose, you lose, somebody loses some key players it, it's so I, I guess certainly I want to do something. I'd like to do something to make our team a little bit better, a little yeah. bit deeper, a little bit something, a little bit something. Now, now, Bob, at the end of the day, I'm saying to you, these games are played on the ice. There are no guarantees. The, you got to go, you got to go out there now. And, you know, so there's not, again, there's no magic wand that any manager has got you, 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 we try to make moves to make our team a little, I've did things in Detroit for many years. I, I, you know, 2008, if we don't trade a second round pick for Brad Stewart, I don't know if we, we win the Stanley cup. He was the perfect fit in the second pair for, uh, for, for Nick Cronwell. But uh, another year I went out and traded for the two, three players, I think in 15 ended up losing in the first round to, uh, to Tampa Bay and Tampa right. Bay went on that year to, to play in the Stanley Cup. Tampa had 108 points. We had 102,015. They were up three games to two and we go into game seven and Nick Cronwell suspended and a couple other people are, are hurt and, and we lose one nothing. It was two nothing with an empty net goal and you're out. So, so you know, this angst, certainly there's there's angst everywhere. Do you know, you, do you know what I'm saying? Sure. Uh, I, think, I think that's why you got to, you know, you gotta you gotta stick to your plan. We, I'm gonna come back to what we talked before. It's a roller coaster ride. You gotta stick to your plan. I, I'd I'd like to think that the experiences we had last year against LA being down three two, winning a massive road game in game six to come home and win game seven, what one nothing in the Calgary series and the Colorado series. I thought I thought the, the Winnipeg series the year before we lost in a sweep, but three games went to overtime. I mean, one game was nothing, nothing. I think one game was one, one. We are all those experiences, but I can't tell you if those experiences are going to make the difference ultimately now or seven years from now. Some, some teams it takes some, you know, we were probably in Detroit, a cup contender in 93. I think we had a hundred points and lost two game seven and overtime to Toronto. You'll mm -hmm. remember that series. And still four years later, we won the Stanley, the Stanley cup. So, but you got to you got to you got to stick to it. You got to stick to it. You got to stick to it. You got to make tweaks. And part of being successful in the playoffs, obviously, is the work you do in the off season, the the move or two that you make at the at the, at the trade deadline, and also you know being in those playoffs multiple times so that your players get a better understanding of what they need to do, what we need to do to be the last team standing. Every year there are players who excel during the playoffs who maybe did not excel during the regular season. And maybe that that's a thing or maybe it's just happenstance. 
which which do you think it is? Do you think play there are players out there who almost inevitably will perform better during the postseason than they will during the regular season? Do you think that's in the well, guy? Well, I, I do. I do, Bob. I do. I mean, first off, you know, you're going in, there's 16 teams times 20 something. You got 300 and you got yeah. half, you got half the league. You got half the league in the Stanley cup playoffs to start 16 are in yep. and 16 are out. So it's a fresh opportunity. You know, it's everything starts. You, the regular season statistics all get thrown in the garbage and game one, it's a fresh opportunity and you might have some players that are lucky it's a fresh opportunity and maybe they've had a tough uh, regular season. Maybe they were injured for most. Maybe there's some young players that are just, they're just on the upcome and all of a sudden, you know, they, 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 they have a, they have a, they have a good playoffs or an old veteran. That's just, you know, it's, boy, it's, 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 I'm, I'm near the end and it's one more yeah. opportunity. So, you know, it's, it's, it's the Stanley cup playoffs are a fresh opportunity. We're starting from, for starting from new and half the league is there. And, and it, it's, 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 you know, some in lots of cases because certain things have gone, gone, over 82 games and certain players and they just keep it up, but it's a fresh opportunity for, for some other people, other players that maybe, like I said, had a tough year or they're young guys. And now they're just, they're just sort of ready to take off or, uh, or somebody gets hurt and you go in and you get, you get a bigger role than you, you, you had. So I believe it's a piece of the puzzle. I can't tell you it's a piece of the puzzle every year. Right. Um, you know, when I think about the Detroit days, I think about the grind line, um, you know, everybody you might people might think about Eisenman, Fedorov, and Lidstrom, but certainly yeah. the grind line, the, the contributions of 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 Maltby, Draper, McCarty, mm-hmm. Kosher, just scoring timely goals um, was a piece of the of the of the puzzle to 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 be to to win some championships because the other team, like I said, as you go from the round of sixteen to the round of eight. And you're playing better teams and better defenses, and you know they're just deeper teams. And you know the, we're trying to shut down their best players; they're trying to shut down our best players. And on occasion, um, it happens, and and that's when the depth um, can make matters. A before we let you go, one quick question: Before we let you go, um, the top six teams are in the East, then the next eight are in the West. Any explanation of why the East is so dominant? Or is it just a, or is it just a cycle? Well, I think it's just a cycle, but you know, um, at the end of the day, Bob, there's going to be one team from the West playing one team from the East, and um, you know, last year the Western champ, you know, won the Stanley yeah, Cup. Yeah. Two previous years it was Tampa Bay. So I'm not sure over 82 games. Obviously, you can look at the stats. I think the stats would indicate that the the West is a excuse me, the East is probably a little bit a uh, little bit bit deeper but again when you get into a playoff series again i think it's the differences are marginal and mm-hmm. there's lots of there's lots of good teams in the east there's lots of good teams in the in the west and uh that's uh that's why the playoffs are, are are exciting because because again you know when you're when you're a good team over 82 games and you're you're you're, you're eight or ten points over somebody over 82 games well you you bring those two teams together in a seven game series it's they are better over 82 but but over a seven game series anything can happen yeah anything can happen so uh, you know so we'll we'll see it's going to be an exciting time kenny we know that uh, you have things to do and we don't want to take any more of your time so we'll we'll thank you very much as always 
for spending a few minutes with us. We appreciate it greatly. We wish you good luck, uh, not just with uh, uh, with the trade deadline, but with the, the re- balance of the regular season. And uh, we'll talk to you down the road. Thanks, Ken. Thanks, Thanks, Bob. Thanks, John. Ken Holland of the Edmonton Oilers. Back in a minute. The Bob McCowan Podcast is brought to you by BetterHelp. Unfortunately, life doesn't come with a user manual. So when it's not working for you, it's normal to feel stuck. Navigating any of life's challenges can make you feel unsure, whether it's a career change, a new relationship, or even becoming a parent. As the world's largest therapy service, BetterHelp has matched 3 million people with professionally licensed and vetted therapists available 100% online. Plus, it's affordable. Just fill out a brief questionnaire to match with a therapist. If things aren't clicking, you can easily switch to a new therapist anytime. It couldn't be simpler. No waiting rooms, no traffic, no endless searching for the right therapist. The therapists are trained to help you figure out the cause of challenging emotions and teaching you productive coping skills. Learn more and save 10% off your first month at betterhelp.com slash bobcast. That's betterhelp, H-E-L-P dot com slash bobcast. Our thanks again to Ken Holland for so, uh, being with us. He's always good. But so, by, so if anybody listened to the whole show, they would think that if you anybody, would, yeah, anybody. Well, it, 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 they would the whole show. I'm not, you know, some okay. some people skip, right? Some people skip through. They would they would listen to Kenny say Bob twenty times. Well, yeah. Bob, okay. When it was so you. He, so so here's the thing. My older brother and Kenny ran a hockey school for 15 or 20 years in the Okanaga Valley in Vernon. And his name is Bob. Oh, and really? every, every time I walk up to Kenny for the, but the first six or seven times he's, he, he, he calls me John and then he calls me Bob and then he calls me John and then he calls me Bob again. So uh, Kenny's not, go, he, he, he's, he's, he doesn't just see you on the screen, but he, he's, he's done this all his career. Oh, I wondered, I wondered that he's done that a few times. Oh, uh, I know. He, he, he calls me past. Bob, calls me Bob all the time. Okay, well, listen, Bob. Yeah. Hey, by the way, what? I sent you a text last night. Did you get the text I sent you? No. Oh, thanks for listening. You at, we oh, had I didn't a little, get it. We had a little. Oh argue. yes, I did. Oh, that we one. had a yeah, little that argument. That was not last night. That was yesterday. That was okay. late morning. We had a little argument about the impact of the Miracle on Ice and how many people watched it in America. And of course, John, you're bringing this up because I'm you're right. Going to claim you were right. Yes, sir. Well, it wasn't so, fifty million though. Oh, it it is it, it, thirty two. No, it was thirty four six uh, for the Friday night game with a reach with a reach, Bob, of almost fifty million people. So at some point in the ga- during the game, fifty million Americans watched. That's the number I said. That's the number, you, and you poo pooed it, Bob. I did. Well, I want an apology, John. Yeah, <laughs> or Bob, as the case may be. That's right. I'm very sorry. There, thank you. That it was it was it was an impactful sporting event on so many, and it was as we talked about it was. Well, I'm not going to apologize for that. I don't think it was. Oh, I think oh. you're full of full of hooey. I think okay. you decided that this was a big event that changed hockey forever and ever. Changed hockey in America for sure. I don't think so. Yeah, it, it, it did. It absolutely did. So. Well, look at hockey has changed, and it's been cha- it's been changed by you know we've had like virtually no Canadian teams 
added to the NHL. It's almost all American teams. So sure, the game has changed. Well, no, that but was, no, but the, the amount American of American game, not a Canadian game. Well, and it's funny. I was, we, I think we were talking to somebody yesterday that said, you know, what's going to happen is, is that America is going to be the dominant hockey force in the game for years to come, and I think it's it's on the verge of happening. Well, it makes sense. Sure, it know, does. Given the fact that they've got ten population. times the population. Sure, sure. But it's now exposure. It's now when you look at where players right. are coming from. There are more, play, more, more people playing hockey, I gather. Yeah, yeah. You know, and, and out of that, you're going to get some better players. I don't. It doesn't mean that American athletes are better than Canadian athletes. I didn't say that, Bob. I know I, you I didn't. didn't. And I it didn't doesn't mean that. the system in the U.S. is better than the system in no. Canada. It just means there are more of them. And in many ways, when we were kids, you know, the rivalry Canada versus Soviet Union, Canada versus Russia has now been replaced on so many levels. Canada, United States, not just in men's hockey and women's hockey as well. Well, women's hockey, that's all there is. I know that's a problem. So, you know, you know, don't get me started on that. Yeah. You're not happy with you're not happy with the seven game series that they just finished and Canada won four games to three. Well, I couldn't care less to tell you the truth. But I'm I I am tired of the fact that it's Canada versus the U.S. every year in every competition that they they play in women's hockey. That is going to be that is a problem in women's hockey. They have to find a way to get the rest of the world up to up to snuff. Hey, I got a question for you. Based on what Kenny said, do you think he's going after Eric Carlson? No, I don't. <laughs> I can't. That was pretty obvious to me too. Yeah, I don't think there's a chance in hell. No, he need he needs a defensive defenseman to help in his own zone, and. You know, he's going to have a difficult time finding one. Well, I would think so. Yeah. I mean, how many of them have tra- changed teams so far? During the- it's all been forwards. Based- well, no, that's not true. Actually, Almost. Doug, Ar- Doug Armstrong got rid of Nico Mikola uh, in the Tarasenko trade, and I think everybody you know, were shocked that the Rangers were able to get him, and he's going to be a good asset. He's going to be a real asset for the Rangers, particularly in the, in the, in the playoffs where his size is going to be a factor. But... The, the, the Oilers are one of those teams that go, needs to go and find a good, solid defensive defenseman, move all the other defensemen down, and and, and I don't know how you're going to do it. I don't know how you're going to do it. Well, what I question is, does that make any difference? I mean, oh, I, I think if you add a defenseman that is like a fourth or fifth or sixth no, defenseman. I think, he, I think he has how, to be higher than that. I think yeah, he has but, to be higher than that, Bob. I really do. You really think that can make a change, make a difference? Yes, because this team can score goals. Their well, we know that. This th- their goaltending. I go get improved. another goal score. Oh, go get another Bobby. one. Do, the, the, do you, the old old. You're order. not winning hockey eight seven. You're not winning hockey eight seven anymore. You're not. Why not? not, in the, not because in the nobody wants you, to. You know. You know that hockey has changed in the playoffs. It changes all the time, and they needed. They need to be more structured in their own zone. Well, what they need. What they need is solid goaltending too. Yes, they do. You're right. And the goaltender they got from the Toronto Maple Leafs. He's been okay. He's been better the last. That's all. He's just been okay. We got to go. We got to go. He's not a difference maker. All right. We'll see you, everybody. For uh, John Shannon, Bob McCown, goodbye.